We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? It's Tuesday, September 6th, and this is KCSN Update, your daily dose of Chiefs news and content from us here at KC Sports Network. It's time for our five burning questions with Nate Taylor from The Athletic because it's Tuesday, and that's what we do here. Nate mentioned this yesterday, but according to DraftKings, the Chiefs are four and a half point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals, and the over-under is 53 and a half. Before we get into the five burning questions, what is your initial reaction to those two lines? The line should probably be higher in terms of favoring the Chiefs. Uh, by the way, Andy Reid has only lost once um, in the season opening game, never lost on the road. Uh, that's a stat that you guys have put out uh, most recently at KC Sports Network. And then in terms of over-under, I would go probably slightly under um, just because, you know, there could be some first-game mistakes. Now, if you ask me that particular number about Thursday when defenses have less time to prepare, then I would say uh, by all means go over. Yeah, I think most people, and I think Coach even talked about it during his press conference on Monday, and I know Step Spagnolo had talked about it during training camp with so many young guys on the defense playing, is as excited as we can all be about them. There's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some, air quote, learning experiences that we have from <laughs> these guys. So don't get upset when we see it, and then all the conversation changes to, are these guys as good as we thought they were going to be? Like, there's going to be – um, some hiccups, some slow start, but hopefully they stay within striking distance. So when they are comfortable and these guys don't seem like, you know, rookies anymore because of the amount of experience they've gotten, hopefully then they start playing a little better. All right, Nate, before we get into the five burning questions, you know the deal. Here's a quick word from DraftKings. Kansas, the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Thursday night is almost here. You want more action for opening night kickoff? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. 
Bet on any pro football team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. All right, Nate, I already talked about this on this show, but I myself placed 22 bets last week through the DraftKings app. <laughs> a lot of them were the free bets. A lot of right. them were smaller future bets. Things like, you know, Frank Clark to lead the league in sacks. You know, that's a plus 15,000. All right, so nothing wrong with putting a $10 bet on that. George Karloftis is defensive rookie of the year. Is it like plus 800? So there's some okay. there's some bets there. Um I think the other one is Patrick. I think we talked about the sport. Patrick Mahomes those 500 yards in a game. Right. Uh, I I went ahead and I'm, I placed a bet on that one, although it has never happened, which kind of surprised me mm-hmm. that he's never hit that 500 yard mark. But um, yeah, if you're the gambling type, and some people are, some people aren't. But if you are, uh, go ahead, go to DraftKings. They got a lot of fun stuff there. Um, one of the things that wasn't fun that I saw this morning, Nate, <laughs> and you're gonna laugh when I bring this up. For what seems like the 87th year in a row, some national experts have chosen the Los Angeles Chargers mm-hmm. to win the mm-hmm. AFC West division. And this particular analyst from Good Morning Football, Mr. Kyle Brandt, Ooh, okay. Yes. Hello, has Kyle. selected. It would not be Peter. Peter is, I believe, Team Chiefs. Although I did not watch the segment yet, but that, that is part of it. But I, I believe Peter is Team Chiefs. But right. Kyle went with the Chargers. Chiefs won the division six years in a row. Yes. The Chargers have not won the division since Patrick Mahomes, I believe, was like 13 or 14 years old. So can you please explain to me why this keeps happening? Um, Because the Chargers are a glitzy team, BJ. Um, And they have dazzled us every offseason. And yet the substance is not... Uh, as good as we believe it to be when you get to the regular season. It is still shocking to me, even though I watched all of last season, that the Chargers did not make the playoffs, mostly because there were some, you know, questionable decision-making uh, from the head coach, mm-hmm. Coach Daly. Um, but I do get the sense that it's okay. I will give people the benefit of the doubt. I thought last year was a little bit of a stretch, even though you kind of tell – hey, uh, if this coach is is good and aggressive, you know, if the defense uh, is serviceable, which it was at times, then I can give people the benefit of the doubt this year. Last year, I I sort of assumed that, hey, the Chiefs still have the better roster. They still have the better coach. Um, You know, trying to beat them twice in a year um, has never happened in the Patrick Mahomes era. So that's another thing that is difficult, but that's the easiest path to win the division is to take down the team that has obviously been the superior, um, you know, sort of player in that, in that division. And then obviously beating them twice a year, that's your easiest path. Well, it's very hard to do that against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes this year. Yeah. I'm just going to name some names, but like, you know, Corey <laughs> Lindsay, really good football player, you know, Khalil Mack, if you can make it through 17 game seasons, that, that sort of changes things. We know how good 
Joey Bosa is. Um, I still think Justin Herbert in some ways is better than Josh Allen. Like on on some, like I'm getting to the point now where I, I have my own conflict when it comes to who do I trust more? Um, and you would probably lean towards Josh Allen because he does have the postseason experience because of what he did last January. But there's no one as close to Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, than Justin Herbert. Um, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen mm-hmm. are very good receivers. They're not great, but they're very good. Um, man, if Austin Eckler can continue to be a fantasy darling, then it's okay. Like, what the Chargers are attempting to do is basically what the Chiefs did in 2019. We have a star quarterback still in their rookie contract, and now we need to load up everywhere else so that yeah. we use this to our benefit from a salary cap structure. And look, they gave a lot of money to J.C. Jackson, and I know he's had an injury so far, and we'll see how he plays early on. They gave a lot of money to Durbin James, who's a great safety, but he's had injuries throughout his career. It makes sense. I'm not upset at Kyle. Chiefs fans, you don't have to be upset at Kyle. In some ways, they may have done a service to the fellas in the locker room, but (laughs) it's okay. I just think I'm not going to be surprised if the Chiefs win (laughs) twice this year against the Chargers because, you know, it's really hard to beat the Chiefs. Um, But if there's any team that has a real chance to dethrone Kansas City, I think it is the Chargers, and I think it's okay to acknowledge that because they are trying to do what the Chiefs previously did. Yeah, I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth because I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> and the Chargers are right there. And if they stay healthy, we talked about this on these episodes before, the Chargers stay healthy, they're absolutely a threat to the Chiefs. It just bothers me. It it would bother me somewhat if I was a Bengals fan and they're not getting the love after beating mm-hmm. the Chiefs twice and beating them in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year because they're the ones who won. They've earned the right to hold that throne until somebody knocks them off. Right. I just feel like with the division and the Chiefs won it for six straight years, and I understand that everybody got better, but you still have Andy Reid, you still have Patrick yeah. Holmes, you still have Travis Kelsey, you still have Chris Jones. Like there's still pieces around, yep. and even though they're a lot younger you feel like you got better in a lot of ways. And I think from a Chiefs fan perspective, there's probably, be careful about how I say this, not some group think, but there's probably this, we've convinced ourselves that with Juju and MVS and Sky Moore and all mm-hmm. these guys, that we don't need Tyreek, that we're going to be okay without him offensively. And I think we will be, but we haven't seen that yet. And so like, I can understand that there's, they thought out there that the chiefs haven't proven that they've gotten better on the offensive side of the football. So charges improve. We're going to, we're going to pick them. So again, right. talking about both sides of my mouth to understand both arguments still just bothers me because they've won it so many years in a row and it becomes a joke. It was a joke three years ago that everybody was picking the chargers right. and then they keep doing it and we're back in this position. And, so, and, all right. right. And that was with, and that was with an older Phillip rivers and you know, that team was sort yeah. of on a downswing before obviously they've, you know, started going back upstream. The other, the other point I'll mention too, BJ, and this is somewhat relevant, this is a, pre- like a pretty pivotal two-game swing for both teams. The Chargers play the Raiders and then have to get on a plane four days and play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So they could start the season legitimately 0-2, or they could come out of the gate like gangbusters, beat the Raiders, go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Now they're legitimate, and they could be 2-0. and So – you know, you always look for these pivotal moments in a regular season. It's rare that it comes this early from a divisional standpoint. 
But for the Chiefs and the Chargers, these first two games are pretty massive um, in terms of establishing who is in front in the divisional race. Yeah, and the one thing you'll say before we move on to the second question here, uh, the one thing as far as like the difference between the Justin Herbert and the uh, Josh Allen is just the only reason that I would go with Josh Allen at this point, A, to your point, just the experience that he's been there, but also the fact that uh, his running ability, his ability to tuck it and run the football, I think is a dynamic that he brings, especially with his size and that yep. he doesn't necessarily run uh, like a quarterback. A quarterback. Like he, <laughs> yeah. He, and I think eventually that's going to not serve him well to take some extra shots. Um, but in general, like I get that side of it. Now, uh, the next thing I want to ask you, because again, we're sitting here talking everybody at the, every team in the NFL is hopeful at this point. It's why the NFL is so popular is they sell hope like nothing else. And every fan base believes that they legitimately can figure out a path to uh, success if you're a Chiefs fan, what should be the one thing, not necessarily to be worried about, but just to kind of have an open mind, uh, if we want to talk about it in that in those kinds of terms, or just to be aware of that could potentially be something that kind of needs to pump the brakes a little bit with what this team could accomplish this year. What's the the one thing that you're telling people to be kind of cognizant of? Yeah, you have to be realistic when it comes to this pass rush, in my opinion. Um, you have to understand that. Brett Veach and Mike Briganzi and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, they did everything that they could for the most part. Now, you could argue, hey, maybe you could assign someone a free agency, but that sort of ties up your cap for future years, obviously. That player is more of a veteran. Um, their goal was to get younger. And so they, they tried to hedge it in a lot of ways um, from a betting standpoint. Hey, we got George Karloftis, and we're hoping that Frank Clark is, you know, the player that he used to be. But we also did sign Carlos Dunlap when we got to training camp and realized, oh, no, we need another defensive end. Um, can anybody pop out amongst that younger group of Colin Saunders, Tershawn Wharton, Mike Dana? You know, can Derek Nighty have a career year? Because he's on a contract, you know, year as well. Um, I just think they can't be 29th again when it comes to collecting sacks. But – they're not going to lead the league in sacks either. So you have to be realistic when it comes to a, a side of the football that is so critical in this era. You have to give pressure on the quarterback. And Steve Spagnuolo needs to blitz out of luxury. He does not need to blitz out of necessity. Um, but much of that will come down to the pass rush. And I think week one is a great first test because Kyler Murray can scramble. He can extend plays. He's mobile. And as I asked Andrew Reid on Monday – he acknowledged that this group's going to have to be disciplined, and it starts right now. Stay in your rush lanes. Be accountable to your teammates. Execute the stunts that are that are there for you. And when you get to the quarterback, wrap up. There were so many times last year where they actually got home, but the quarterback wasn't on the turf. So if they can clean up some of that this year, then that's a good thing. But I don't expect this group to be, you know, one of the best in the league when it comes to generating pass rush and getting the quarterback on the ground. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I wouldn't say best in the league, but I'm not going to pump the brakes on my George Karloftis projections <laughs> and where I've been at. I've I've dug my, I've built this house like I'm going to stay in this house, and then I will believe. I'll say I don't care if he has three sacks going into like the final three games. I'm like he just needs to average three and a half sacks a game for me to hit my hit my goal of him breaking Derek Thomas's rookie sack record of ten back in '89. But yeah, um, that that's asking than, a lot. It's asking a lot, BJ. I just want you to acknowledge that. I'm saying the last here here was my case for the defensive rookie of the year award going to George Karloftis. Last three years, the award has gone to rookie edge rushers who were drafted in the first round. Yep. It was Nick Bosa, it was um uh Chase Young, and it was Micah Parsons. And those guys had seven and a half, nine, and thirteen sacks, respectively, in those rookie seasons to win that award. I believe that George Karloftis will get somewhere between seven and a half and thirteen sacks this season and the fact that Chiefs are playing in big big games yes I would take seven right now you you could just say hey we're gonna give this man seven sacks take it take it right now I would like anything above that would be amazing but like you want 11 (laughs) I want 11 11 and a half is where I'm gonna end up more than that gravy uh but yeah, I'm not, I'm not slowing down my George Karloftis love. All right, let's move on to number three. And this is an interesting one because it's kind of the week of fantasy football, everybody's drafts. We had our draft last night. And the interesting thing, and granted, I play with a lot of Chiefs fans, everybody in my league. So <laughs> Chiefs guys are not being – they're not value for finding some of these guys. But I saw his projections, and I want to ask you about uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Because according to ESPN's projections on what he could do, and it's kind of like the fantasy you know angle of it, mm-hmm. but – 75 receptions for 836 yards coming into a situation in which you kind of project Patrick Mahomes stays healthy. He's going to throw for 4,500 to 5,000 yards. Travis Kelsey is going to get 1,200 to maybe 1,500 if he stays healthy out of that on like a really good year, maybe 1,500 at best. There's over 3,000 yards that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for that's got to be accounted for somewhere. And Juju has been the guy so far. Mm -hmm. So to me, that seems... Very, very low. So the question is, why do people seem lower on Juju Smith-Schuster right now than, I guess, the buzz around Kansas City or those that have been paying attention with us here locally have kind of understood he's going to be that next number one-ish, and I hate saying those terms, but that next target um, outside of Travis Kelsey. What's the deal here? Yeah, I think some of it is recency bias. Um, You know, 
the last two years weren't great for Juju Smith-Schuster in terms of production, in terms of consistency. Everybody knows he's talented, BJ. Um, and look, you know, I was there for every practice at training camp, and he's the most accomplished guy that is ready to sort of take on that responsibility in the Chiefs offense. I know that Marquez valdez Scantlin has the speed and the size that Patrick Mahomes has never had. So you can use that mm-hmm. in limited, you know, situations. But I think someone that you can really trust on third down alongside Kelsey has to be Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think it is more exciting to take the over here because, to your point, they're going to pass the football. Like, <laughs> as much as I – as much as I want to write in the athletic that, hey, they're going to be a balanced offense and, hey, there's going to be a little bit more mystery and a little more power element to this team because the offensive line, there are going to be games where it's like, hey, they should, you know, second and five. I like a, I like a run here. And then Eric mm-hmm. Bidemi going to tell Patrick, yeah, man, go, 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 get, them, go get those <laughs> passing yards. You know, there's going to be a point where Andy Reid says, keep attacking, keep being aggressive. You know, you know they love to push the envelope which means you're just going to throw the football more. The one thing that I could say that might make sense from a fantasy element is that Juju Smith-Schuster, at least late into camp, into the preseason, he did not play in those final preseason games uh, because of a knee injury. Now, I would not say that that knee injury is significant, but but hey, maybe it's something that lingers over the course of the season. Maybe he misses a few games here or there. Um, Obviously, he had the shoulder injury, that took him out for much of last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you're upgrading, I believe, to a better playbook. You're upgrading with a better quarterback. And you're around more talented skill position players. Like, one thing that's quiet about what the Steelers did last year in getting to the playoffs was they had one of the worst skill position groups in the NFL. I mean, God bless Najee Harris. He was he was doing the Lord's work with no help from the offensive line. And I don't love the Steelers receivers outside of Chase Claypool. So really, a lot of teams would give a lot of attention to Juju Smith-Schuster because it just it just makes sense. This year, I think there are going to be chances for him to sort of excel in zone coverage and obviously, you know, make the occasional missed tackle to get some yak yardage when he does have the football in his hands. You and I talked once uh, a couple weeks ago about how what percentage of Chiefs Twitter could gain you know, a yard, yard yes. on a rush. I I am going to double down on your take and up you one here and say that I believe half of Chiefs Twitter could throw a football better than Ben Roethlisberger could the last two years. So I take everything Juju did the last yeah. two years in his stats with a grain of salt. And I understand Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going in. He's a shell of himself. Anybody really paid attention? It was tough to watch. It was him it go was. out there and throw the football. It was almost sad to a certain point. It's like somebody's <laughs> got to go up and tell him that he trusts or that he confides in. And be like, dude, you don't have it. <laughs> like, dude, you gotta, you gotta be done with this. And yeah, so that was tough to watch. But all right, let's move on to the fourth burning question. And what's what's the matchup you're most excited or most interested in watching on Sunday as the Chiefs head down to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals for the first game? Um. So again, BJ doesn't tell me the questions ahead of time. So this is me thinking Fact. on on the call here, ladies and gentlemen. I would say that I'm looking at the safety duo between Juan Thornhill and Justin Reed as to how it relates to, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier, Kyler Murray's ability to extend the play or to scramble or to put you in that in that defensive bind, which is should I come up to the quarterback 
and then he's going to throw it over my head? Or do I stay back to prevent the pass? But that leads to obviously more rushing yards for him. Um, I want to say you can trust these two gentlemen, Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill. The quarterback situation is obviously fluid because, hey, there's three rookies a part of this group now. Um, I also want to say, too, that, like, because DeAndre Hopkins is not playing, you mm-hmm. need to win this matchup. Like, mm-hmm. it would be one thing if it's like, hey, there's an all-world receiver out there, and they're going to target him a ton, and, like, no matter what the coverage is, like, good luck. Mm-hmm. They don't really have that guy. You know, Zach Ertz is still very capable, still competent. Um, but they should be able to limit his touches. And I don't think there's a, a, a true deep threat on this Arizona Cardinals team that should be able to exploit the Chiefs secondary. So um, this, this is a game where the safeties need to really come in and be successful. Yeah, they've got A.J. Green, who's obviously not the player mm-hmm. that we've all known him to be. But then Marquise Brown, who they traded for, he's got some speed. He could take it off the top. But we haven't seen that yet, and I wouldn't yeah. consider Marquise. Keith Brown, one of those, he's, he's got speed. Obviously, right. he can go out there. You you leave him alone. You don't put a somebody over the top of him. He's going to make a big play. But I know Coach talked about rush lanes. Uh, anytime you talk about a mobile quarterback, Chris Jones and those guys staying in their gaps and not not letting Kyler Murray get outside, inside, just kind of can funnel him into one area, try to keep him in the pocket uh, right. necessarily to try to uh, make him throw from the pocket as opposed to using his legs because that is where they could get in trouble. Uh, all right, and then final question to put you on the spot. Again, maybe I start sending you the questions early. No. Maybe that could be nice. Let us know. No. Let us know. If you're watching this, let us know in the comments no. if I should send Nate the questions ahead of time. Because uh, of, so you could the, well, research the be- a couple nuggets for it. No, well, the best part is, is like you asked me that question and I don't want to immediately go to, well, Patrick Mahomes just needs to be excellent because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he needs to be excellent. I thought about Chris Jones, but I was like, that seems a bit too easy. Like, I want fans to think about, you know, that second and third sort of element of the matchup. And, I, and again, um, I like these challenges because hopefully that's why people are here. That's why people are watching. Um, thank you if you're sure. doing that and listening as well. But, yeah, I don't want to give you the generic, like, if they don't turn the football over, which, hey, we might, we might get there if they start doing what they did last no, year. It's get pressure on the opposing quarterback. Don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. You need touchdowns in the red zone, not yep. field goals. Got to convert. Like, <laughs> Keep the sticks. Convert moving. on third down. There was a time at the Chiefs, going on tangent here, there was a time at the Chiefs <laughs> where I call like the four core stats. And if it was turnover differential, third down conversions, red zone efficiency. Yep. And there was one other one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the stats were, if you win three of the four categories, mm. you won 95% of your games. And like, I, I charted it for like years. And it was like, if you win these areas, like you win the football game, which is why when you listen to national media or anything. It's like, what are the keys of the game? Uh, like, check the a, ball. Don't turn it over. And yeah. Get a, pressure on the opposing quarterback which i got a nugget for this because i thought this was interesting i was looking through the the cardinals depth chart mm. and their offensive line those guys are all a from a roster composition standpoint from a salary cap they're all on second deals so it reminds me of what the chiefs were before they turned it over when you had eric fisher and ldt and mitchell all of these Swartz. guys besides yeah. the center mitchell Swartz. he had all these guys besides the center uh who they didn't pay for like the fourth year or third guy in a row Rodney Hudson being the one who started it, who's now the center for the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Then they went to Mitch Morris. Then they now they're with Creed, all guys on rookie deals. So I thought this was interesting, though, that the Arizona Cardinals average age of their offensive line is 30.6 years old, 
which is pretty old for an offensive line at this point, because yeah. again, that's a lot of money tied up uh, into those guys up front. Whereas the chiefs are at 25.8 years old. So almost five years difference on average between the two offensive lines. So to your point, as far as, um, you know, getting pressure up front and the kind of the matchup of the Chiefs defensive line and what we're going to see from that group. They're going up against a veteran group uh, mm -hmm. up front that uh, will be interesting one to watch. All right, Nate, now let's put you on the spot for the final fifth and final question here with five burning questions with Nate Taylor. Again, if you're watching and you like this content, please like and subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And then if you're watching or excuse me, if you're listening to the podcast, please go ahead and rate and review and let us know what you think about the show as well. But Nate, what is your score prediction for Sunday's game? BJ, you're the first person that's asking me this on a public forum. Uh, so congratulations. Okay. Uh, my prediction would probably be a little bit more uh, accurate <laughs> if this was Friday and I knew the injury situation, which, you know, we'll... Coach said I'll, everybody's good. He did say that. He did say that. Kind of want to see with my own eyes. But we'll, we'll see it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with the injury participation of practice and injury designations are. But mm -hmm. with everything being the way it is right now, um, I want to say like Chiefs 27, Cardinals 20. Okay. Like, so you're taking the Chiefs in the under. Yes. Because that over under was 53 and a half. Right. And um, I did keep that in mind. Now, 27 seems low for a Chiefs opening day offensive production. Um, but I do think the the Cardinals should be wise to just make the Chiefs be methodical, make the Chiefs earn it. You know, hey, uh, Andy Reid has these long play drive periods at training camp where you do 16, 17, 18 reps in a row for, you know, the first team and you know, first team offense, first team defense. Um, the Cardinals should try to do that uh, as best they can. <laughs> do not blitz Patrick Mahomes. I know it seems tempting. <laughs> I know it seems rather sexy because – Tyreek Hill is not a, a part of this team anymore. Don't you do that. You do that, that 27 number is going to go way up. Um, but I, I think the Cardinals will be wise to try to make the Chiefs earn it. Run that cover two. Just see what they just see what the team has done differently mm -hmm. in terms of this year. But I still think the Chiefs will be the better team. I still think the team will, you know, win comfortably. Um and that obviously will get us ready for Thursday night against the Los Angeles Chargers, the game that I have, you know, more circled on my calendar. Um, but yeah, I think I think this defense will be good, um, not great, but good enough. And so, um, twenty-seven twenty is kind of where I'm at. Are you saying this is a trap game, Nate? No, <laughs> week, I wouldn't say a week, a week one trap game. For I would Chiefs going on a short week. I wouldn't say it's a trap game. I just think um, I just think it's it's really cool that the NFL, as much as I hate Thursday games, like hate them because mm -hmm. it is cheapening the product. Guys do not get enough time to rest. It does yeah. create a higher you know a higher percentage of injury risk. I do also understand the entertainment value and the narrative of hey uh, these teams are going to be staring at each other all year. Might as well get one out of the way early versus you know, in the middle of the season or towards the end. Um, but look, as we've mentioned before, who I think whoever wins this division probably is going to go 2-0 and in this stretch, which is why that game is super, super valuable. It's also helpful for the team that it's in Arrowhead Stadium instead of SoFi. Yeah. Um, 
But like I think I think of the two opponents, I think the Chargers are probably more of a threat. And um the Chiefs usually win. Again, they have only lost once with Andy Reid as their head coach starting a season. So if I put that into the equation, now things get even more exciting if I think they're gonna win and then they come to Arrowhead and they have a team that I believe will probably be one to know as well. But hey, it's a divisional opponent. You never know with the with the Raiders. Um so no matter what happens, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to be 1-0 against a 1-0 opponent or a team that's like, holy smokes, how do we lose to the Raiders? We cannot yeah. go 0-2 in the division to start the season. And what kind of pressure is that for Brennan Staley, a, a coach that has made some questionable decisions in his mm-hmm. past that if they do go and lose to the Raiders and then they have to travel on a short week to Arrowhead uh, to try to fall and not uh, fall to 0-2, that's going to be tough. Whereas the Chiefs, you lose to the Cardinals, it's not great to start 0-1, especially right. staring at 0-2, but it's also an NFC opponent, not a division opponent, completely right. different kind of deal when you think long-term at the end of the season about tiebreakers and things like that. The NFC games, yes, they matter overall, but not when it comes to tiebreakers and things like that. So anyway, Nate, we appreciate your time as always, everybody. That is Nate Taylor from The Athletic. You can find him on social media at by Nate Taylor. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic to get all of Nate's content along with everyone else there creating some fantastic comment. We are content. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us. We know there's a lot of places to get great Chiefs content. We appreciate being one of those places you stop. Until next time, we'll see you all. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.